to the Big Play Reflog Show and happy Victory Monday. We got Nick Badone, Chris McNeil in studio. And I know uh, Nick had a crazy weekend of traveling and a sick bet that you hit. So I think we should start there. Yeah, what a weekend it was. Obviously, the Browns win, Buckeyes win. That's always great. But you could sprinkle in some Columbus sports. There the crew go. won. The Blue Jackets won, Chris. And it really was a fun weekend for all of our Cleveland teams, all of Ohio teams. I had a parlay that hit two. That was obviously a big part of my venture. Um, so, yeah, it was it was a lot of yeah, fun. Yeah, big parlay. How much did you hit for? So I put $100. It was a three-leg parlay. I hit 24. I, I hit three games in 24 hours. So we did Ohio State first, noon kickoff Saturday. That was a win. Then crew, we went together Saturday night. That was a win, and that was nice to see on MLS Decision Day. And then the Browns brought it home Sunday. $100, paid 415 and I'm uh, Venmoing some Browns fans. They're winnings for a Victory Monday. Aww. Sending a couple people some $100, $100 bills on this Victory Monday. Hey, can I be one of those? Just, just like five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> now, one of the interesting parts of your trip that you have to think about it that I don't is that you drive a Tesla, right? Yeah, yeah. So you have to charge that bad boy. So, and that was, so I'm not a road trip guy. So that went into me purchasing the Tesla, uh, you know, probably six months back. I was like, I don't really go very far to give people a little peek behind the curtain of what's my, what my life is like. You know, I kind of go here, um, do the show couple days out of the week and then really the rest of my work could be all done remote so it was like yeah having to charge a battery is really no big deal for me because the majority of the time i'm at home and i have a charger in my garage but when you're talking about going four and a half hours in one direction and then two and a half to columbus yeah you got to start planning some charges so i think i charged probably five or six times throughout the whole like trip um they're meyer the the oh. grove city yeah. i think uh, yep, meyer, um in columbus i spent many hours there this week in, in between all my voyages so how i did it was i was at 100 percent on friday night so I, Saturday, I was cool to get all the way to Columbus, no problem. And then after, right after the Buckeye game, before the crew, I made a stop at Meyer and I got all the way to 100. And then right what after were you the at? crew game, what were you at? I was at about 20. Uh, 20%. 20%. So between yep. Columbus and Cleveland, Cleveland essentially 80% is gone. Yep, exactly. Wow. And, and I also learned, which I didn't know because I don't drive that far, is if you go fast, and I like going fast because I <laughs> wanted to get there, it drains it even faster faster so like there were alerts popping up on my screen and you guys know you know drive safe whatever but when you're on a road trip you <laughs> is that what the alerts say drive safe whatever <laughs> that's what my elon comes up well, on the screen when, you, when you're on a road trip and again like seriously drive safe but when you're on a road trip and you drive a fast car and you're under the age of 25 years old like i am it, the inertia you Flex. you want to go 90 so i was going 90 and it tells you like you have to get under 80 miles an hour. You're not going to make it. You will be dead because you are driving so fast that it's draining was, the battery faster. Was this so. a solo mission? You were just by yourself? It was. I, I met up with people at yeah. a bunch of different spots. So I met up with our, our buddy Phil from Tipico at Ohio nice. State. And then I met up with Reflog at the crew. We were game. there supporting the crew. And then I met up with my friends in Indy. So Sweet. I kind of, I, but the, the travel, the car, the charging, what uh, is, I was solo. What are your goals? Uh, go-to road trip snacks like when you swing by when you're just like halfway through and you have to pick up something just at the like gas station what quick. is it 
and be specific. Give, give me jerky all day long. I know. Jerky's an easy one. Quick protein, yep. in and out, down the road. That's a go-to. Now, if I'm kind of like in one of those attitudes where maybe, you know, I'm, I don't really want to go for the full protein, and I'm feeling a little carby. I go for combos. Combos okay. are my go-to oh, there. Combos. You know? I'm a big pickles in the bag gal. Oh, okay, pickles. Really? It. You do that? I wonder who eats those. Yeah. You're the girl not, who not, eats those. Does that too. Not like the one. Not the big pickle. Not the big uh, not one the in the big bag. Pickle. Okay. I'm more like there's these chopped up ones, the and they come. Yeah, they're they're like they come in the hot kind, and you can get the regular kind. I like a spicy pickle. I'm I'm very spicy priv- gas station. You'll do that too. Nick? I'm privy to the pickle game. I never did it, but Cam does it, and whenever she cracks that bag open, I'm. Ooh, give me some of those. Yeah, yeah. How about gas do. station sushi? Yes or no? Uh, I've never no. done it, I've but I, done have it. I done gas station wings? Unfortunately, yes. I've never done that either. Didn't turn out well. Well, you know what? I was okay with it. Everyone around me was like, what's wrong with you? I'll say this, and this is this is not a paid plug at all. Sheets hot dogs. Two hot yeah. dogs, one dollar. The best deal in America is Sheets hot dogs. They have not fallen victim to the inflation issues in this country. <laughs> Sheets two dogs for a dollar is here to stay. And when that changes, I will begin my uh, political journey to uh, to combat the powers that be to make sure those hot dogs. Sheets and the band Rusted Root, the only two good things to come out of Pennsylvania, <laughs> right there. I, I know that Chris, you would have like a ginormous Mountain Dew, like whatever big oh, yeah, Mountain yeah. Dew you could get at Seven yeah. Eleven. You just get two liters. I mean, oh, real ones gosh. understand that. It's so messed up. Oh, by <laughs> the way, we gotta put an end to this. By the way, nice pumpkin. I feel like we're bearing the lead here. Who made that? Yeah, food? thanks to Mike Pickett. Mike Pickett is out of Painesville. And he puts these together every year. Um, he basically gets a bunch of these pumpkins. The story with this one is, is I was at the Cavs opener last year, and he had a big display for these. And I said, hey, I'd love to have one. And I went up, told him who I was. He's like, yeah, I could do one of your AVs. So there it is. We got the reflog pumpkin now, wow. proudly in studio. And it does light up, just it's not it does. functioning right now. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, I guess I left it on for way too long. So now it's out. It's but also yes, pretty it bright in here. It yeah. really is. It's That's pretty sick. Uh you say AV instead of AVI? Is that what AV? it is? AV. I think it's. Well, it's an. Well, that's. Let's talk about this, right? Because it's an avatar. So I say. The AV. Browns win, and this is what we're talking about. <laughs> okay, you know and what? The Buckeyes. This is why we can't have nice things, kids. <laughs> I know. We got. We well, we have time on our hands, but we'll get to that. It looks like we've got a wrap up right now. So we'll talk all things pumpkin and Browns win when we come back right after this. Welcome back to the Big Play Reflog Show. Uh, let's check in with Bone. Bone, how many how many minutes do we have for this next segment to chat it up? Great question. Uh, okay. Your, I hope you put yourself on camera because he's got a nice haircut. He does. He Show does. He's looking styling you have, today. You have a shot set up, right? Maybe I don't not. know that he does. Seven minutes here. All right. Seven, seven minutes. Seven minutes, and and we'll let you just guess about. <laughs> for now okay anyway so should we start with browns well, or well i was going to start along the trip for nick here on our super victory monday the first stop the first leg was there at the horseshoe you got to see college game day you got to see the whole atmosphere of a huge huge game for the buckeyes there playing penn state you had scarlet out there at the stadium yeah. you had 
over 100,000 people easy, probably 200,000 people outside milling around in addition to the people that were going in. What was that whole experience like? I think Ryan Day said it best, man. That's the loudest that I ever heard that stadium. Yeah. I've been at uh, you know plenty of Buckeyes games. I was there for the opener against Notre Dame last year, and that was a big game. That was a night game as well. Didn't even parallel. I mean, it was deafening in there from the jump uh buckeye fans knew the magnitude of that game top 10 matchup in the big 10 with penn state there at seven buckeyes at three uh and i think that we talked about it on the show and i think we were 100 percent right chris i think the buckeyes as a team and as really like a as a unit with ryan day they're still riding that high of calling out lou holtz and beating notre dame it really yeah. it feels like that was a turning point for the season for the team but i think for buckeye fans too because there was just a different type of buzz and a different type of atmosphere i mean there were f penn state chants that were loud i heard that that was getting like bleeding through the broadcast and, yeah, at yeah, certain it was. points it was crazy like when you think of a college football atmosphere Atmosphere. I think that's exactly what I think of. And really, too, I think that is a textbook definition of the fans playing a role because Drew Aller from right here in Medina, 19 year old kid that's trying to play QB at Penn State and he's doing a damn good job. He was awful on Saturday. I actually and he couldn't felt hear bad anything. for him. I felt bad for him because they do that, that vignette before the game about him being from Edina. They show him in all these brown the Browns gear. They show him in Indians gear. He talks about how he's a huge fan of like Bernie Gosar and just everything Cleveland. And you're like, I want to beat this guy, but I kind of am this guy just without the athletic ability. And then he goes out and just has a rough afternoon. As a Buckeyes fan, you love to see that. Jim Knowles' defense showing up. But just from a human standpoint, that was a little rough to watch. It was. It so, was. So a week and a half from now, we get the first college playoff standings where do you think the Buckeyes are going to land in those standings they gotta be it I mean number one right number one yeah, yeah. If, if not number two you know okay sure if you want to put Georgia there because they're still the class whatever what did they start out three three four five well right now is we're just doing like the AP nonsense which right that right now they were three right prior to prior to this win but I I mean to take down the seven team in the nation Penn State with that defense by the way is for real like that scoop and score that was called back that <laughs> play to the stadium like Penn State did make some plays throughout that ball game and it was really a nice hang around effort by them throughout that entire first half before the Buckeyes were able to blow it open but yeah they got to be the top team if not the second in the in the entire nation when you start looking at college football and to truly as long as you take care of business Thanksgiving weekend against right. that team up north it's all right there in front of you to win a national Ooh. championship this year what are your predictions for that it's it's still a bit away. I I think they, they need to start playing complete games. Like I think they've been such a slow starting team where it was like like this Penn State game. Like I I wasn't sure that they were gonna win that. Penn State was hanging around. I think if they could show against Wisconsin coming up that yeah, they could play a weekend. complete dominant game, I'd feel a lot better about Michigan because they still are very good too, and they're and they're going to get love in that top four when you start looking at college football playoff. Ranking. So leg two of your trip was with me. We went to the crew game. Won't spend a whole lot of time on it, but I love to highlight the experience it is a crew game. You get the Nordeca going. You've got that whole stadium. You talked about the energy at the Buckeyes at at Ohio Stadium for the Buckeyes game. 
a lot of that carried over. We saw a lot of jerseys out there. We did. A lot of people who had been day drinking all day, going yeah. to the crew game, getting a little after party feel. That was a lot of fun. The crew gets it done. Yeah, and it was. And I guess I, I'm not going to try to be a soccer expert because I'm certainly not that. A lot of shots on goal for us. Not was, many for them. It right? was. They dominated. You know, the ball was on one part of the pitch the entire <laughs> game. And typically when that happens, good thing happens. They, they were down 1-0 to start. So obviously me that has money on this game, I'm like, Jesus, you know, like, is this really going to like, uh, the, am I really going to have the crew of all legs spoil this? Like, okay, if Ohio State or the Browns lost, like, that's at least I care a little bit more. But the crew is like, oh, uh, and, and they go down one nothing, but then they get two one back, wow. two back unanswered and we're able to get out of there with a dub. And I literally ran out of the stadium, got in my car and drove to Indy. Soccer, watching soccer gives me a little anxiety. It's a lot like hockey in the aspect of like. The fact that it can just be so low scoring and you just need the one. Or, and like or that, instant death. Yeah, yeah. it's just so crazy. The turn of events that can happen in either of those games. Are you... Do you watch a lot of soccer? I know you said you're not a huge soccer head, but Chris? Just the games that I go to yeah, for the same. crew, and I'll watch them from afar. And obviously, if they make the playoffs, which they're now in, and they clinch some home field yeah. there, so that was a big deal on Saturday night. But I'll follow them now, but not a huge amount. What's more exciting, hockey live or soccer ooh, live? Ooh, hockey. Uh, yeah. Yeah. When, when the I, hands The start, violence. Yeah, when you, when you throw hands. I thought they were going to start throwing hands. There was there one was point, a, There was yeah. a little where they were really kicking it, and they were kind of close, and the ref came in. I was like, oh, like, just let them loose you know but yeah for me it's it's still hockey is yeah. way cooler live because when i watch hockey on tv and soccer i feel like i'm a little neutral it's kind of like baseball then i get to baseball and i like love it and yeah. when i watch hockey live i'm so into it because of that like the they're running into each other and into the glass and you're like right there um so yeah i just wondered what soccer was yeah. like. i haven't been in i haven't been to a soccer game since the cleveland Crunch? Wow. Oh, sure. sure. Yeah, the crunch. Up. That Should was indoor soccer. Like the new yeah. crew stadium, lower.com field, state of the art. You got to check the it Death out. Star. Our, our friends at Typico, they're all over that stadium. Like, you'll be literally like the big Typico lounge is there. And just the atmosphere there is, it's it's kind of a college football atmosphere. People are singing the songs and doing yeah. the chants. You just, you got to go check one out if you've never been before. And it's kind of family friendly too. They got the mascots around. You see kids kind of yeah. everywhere. So it's not that. It's not that crazy Fun. and and now we have a break after that we want to come back and hear about the magical <laughs> third leg of this this nick padone trip welcome back to the big play reflog show nick your your final stop was in Indiana with the Browns yesterday, and uh, wow, what a hit on your parlay. And just tell us about the atmosphere, and did you pass out at any point during the game? I did not. <laughs> um, I didn't pass out. Uh, yeah, check with your local health care provider to see if your heart is healthy enough to consume some of these Browns games. <laughs> Two Oof. consecutive weeks that it really just comes down to, you know, the last play of the game. Yeah, I don't think it would be safe hey, for McNeil to drink breaks. Mountain Dew and watch what you watch. <laughs> doctors advise. Yeah. Nine out of ten doctors say do not do, do that. <laughs> and the last one is watching it alongside of me. But, yeah, this is the second straight game, like you were saying, where, hey, we got lucky. Yep. We're not giving it back, though. 
in Cleveland, we're not giving this back. We've had we've been on the opposite side of so much bad luck, so many bad play calls, so many field goals that miss that I will take the last two weeks, and I don't care how many times you come at me. We deserve everything we get on the good side now because we've been yeah. on the other side so I, many times. I was going to say, is it creepy, dare I say, that the last two games I feel like we got help in, from the – the officiating, at least in this game. From the football gods, too. Yeah. The football, the football gods, gods, the officials, you know, everybody. It's like, I've seen the script for this NFL season. I'm liking it so far, halfway through, right? The way that that game ended, it felt like, traditionally speaking, the way that should have ended was with a Browns lose-by-one situation. The same old Browns yeah. lose that game. You know, when people kind of throw that tagline around of what the Browns used to be, they would lose that game yeah. because they they didn't have a good culture. They didn't have good coaching. They didn't have good enough players. They would have found Garrett. a way to lose that game. And also, when we talk about the refs, Gab, good teams get help from the refs. It is what it is. Like, look at Patrick. Yeah. Watch a Chiefs game. <laughs> they help Patrick Mahomes. Watch a Tom Brady Super Bowl. Who are they pulling for? Good teams are always going to get some help from the refs, and the Browns are a good team. The Browns employ superstars that the league wants to see do well. Miles are we Garrett, sitting at the popular kids' table we're, now? We're is that what we're Miles saying Garrett in the NFL? Is, yeah. Miles Garrett is taking up the whole popular kids' table right now. <laughs> he is the popular kids' table. Yeah. He's well, we really talk good. about it on the show. We've talked about it for years now. Winning at the margin, right? And that's all it comes down to. The NFL is so parody-driven that they want to have teams that are all about 500 and all very close in talent. And for you to win and rise above in this league, you've got to be able to win at the, at the margin. And that means making field goals, which now we got D-Hop, right? Another huge, huge kick. And look at on the other side, missed field goals. You have Miles Garrett with the huge block, that huge first half. But that all goes into that whole winning at the margin. And these were games, like you said, we lose in the past. If we have Cade York as our mm. kicker, we lose this I, game. We I, lose I, last week. There's two losses. This is an entirely different feel on this entire uh, season if both of those things happen. I'm wondering if I'm not taking D-Hop for granted, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like we, I think that I'm just – I'm, four for four yesterday. I'm just so confident in him now, and I'm and I, I have a good feeling when he goes to do his job. Andrew Barry's two best moves, you know, uh, getting Amari Cooper for a fifth round pick, and really getting Dustin Hopkins for a seventh round pick. Like you yeah. said, Chris, that's two losses on the schedule. If that guy's not your kicker, it's so funny too that the knock on him—he's automatic Johnson from forty within. But when you start getting out there for those fifty-plus yard kicks, is where he gets a little shaky. I don't know. Yesterday he's hitting from fifty-seven. That boy would have been good from sixty-five. Well, and you're not I, nervous while it's in the air. No. Yeah. Those are looking good. Through. I prefer that someone who can consistently get the ones that we need than someone who once in a blue moon we can see him, you know, do something crazy from 67 yards. Or pregame 70 yarders from the oh, Muni lot. Yeah. yeah, training camp in Berea in June, the six for six days. Yeah, consistency all day, baby. <laughs> so you get to the end of that game, right? We have four shots from the one to get that bad boy in. Oh. I'm thinking there's going to be two ways this thing's going to end. <laughs> I'm thinking we go 0 for 4. Or Kareem Hunt scores, right? We take the lead by one. I think 15 seconds left, 14 seconds, whatever it was. Like, there's just enough time. And then that ensuing kickoff goes out without any time going off the clock. If they hit something here, all of a sudden a field goal sinks us. So my mind immediately goes to the bad. 
the Browns overcome that. Obviously, we win. But it's so nice to kind of move past that, not have another sob story for Cleveland, yeah. and have a nice victory on the road. I was so stressed. I thought Najoku, I think he had two chances there at the end, and I was just beside myself. And people were, you know, you go on Twitter and people are mad. You know, that Njoku's got to make that catch. The DB made a hell of a play on the football. I mean, that, that hit him in the mask, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Right one, off yeah. his grill, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and then, uh, yeah, and like... The How first one some, in the end zone, I feel like he had that, and oh, then that just, one, he got yeah. punched Some of the decision-making, though, like, I get that you didn't have any timeouts, so you got to throw so the clock stops, but boy, the the kahunes on Kevin Stefanski to wait until fourth down to try your first run. If Kareem Hunt doesn't score there, game's over, Browns well, lose. Right. Um, and, 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 and He barely broke the plane. Yeah, so. yeah, I probably would have tried running. Take that back. Running. He easily <laughs> broke the plane. There was no question well, about that. maybe it was my mind watching, but I'm like, did he do did it? He and it? I, I had to watch the replay to be confident Same. in it. And how Same. about this? Going into that game, if you would have told me that you have P.J. Walker handing off to Kareem Hunt to win the ball game, Kareem Kareem was he was questionable right up to game yep. time there, and of course Walker, Walker wasn't needs, supposed to play. He needs more love. Like, How about wow. this? Yeah, the, two and zero. Oh. Three Look of at the, him. the three players that we're giving our flowers to: Dustin Hopkins, yes. Kareem Hunt, Amen. PJ Walker. Yep. None of three well, were Garrett. on the Browns on September first. <laughs> yeah. Andrew Barry we needs needs a little yeah. bit of credit too because he swallowed his pride. They weren't going to bring back Kareem Hunt, guys, because they didn't like how he handled his business in training camp last year. They were going to roll with DTR, the fifth round pick, but then when he didn't get the job done, they did the right move and they switched to PJ Walker. Andrew Barry has swallowed his pride multiple times, cut it, got rid of a draft pick in Cade York to to win these football games. And I think he deserves a That's little bit so of credit fair. for acknowledging his shortcomings and making some quick changes on That's the That's so fair. It's nice to see and we've talked about it in other capacities with Browns, especially on offense, but just in general, the ability to adjust yeah. and bring in PJ Walker. And look what it's done for us. And it's big. And we'll talk some Stefanski and some Watson, I'm sure, in this next segment because that's something that can't be ignored as we start looking at forward. But and I'm sure it can. I've been I've been critical of Kevin. I'll give him credit for yesterday because he took his head out of that Denny's menu. He realized that he had a backup quarterback, an XFL guy in P.J. Walker. He ran the football. He relied on the screen game, and he let Dustin Hopkins continue to make three points because old Kevin, he would have been going for it and slinging the ball over the all over the schoolyard. He definitely made some good adjustments once Deshaun got hurt or whatever happened. All right, four Browns and fill in the blank right after this. Oh, welcome back to the Big Play Reflog Show. Gabriella Cruz alongside Nick Padone, Chris McNeil. Let's do a little fill in the blank, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. All right, after we just did that nice short breakdown of the Browns on a scale of one to 10, my confidence level in the Browns going forward is. Oh man. I guess Deshaun is back for next week. <laughs> hey, it depends on who you, ta- who you talk to, right? Yeah. Stefanski said, yes, he's our starting quarterback. Deshaun was like, oh, it's a day to day thing. So who are you going to side with on that one? Right. I'm not sure. I think ultimately it's probably going to be PJ Walker again. <gasps> I really think so. Yeah. It's it's it is interesting that Stefan it 
Yeah, they, they. I I feel like how hard is it before you guy you go on the press conference? A thirty second. Hey, what are you gonna say? Here's what I'm gonna say. Let's have our stories yeah. aligned. So yeah. when we go up there, we're we're on the same page because you're exactly right, Chris. Yeah. Kevin goes up there, you know, and said it was my decision to hold him out. Right. You know, I'm protecting our most valuable asset. Yes, he was medically cleared. No, he doesn't have a concussion. And then Deshaun gets up there and says, Oh, I was medically held out, and I don't know if I'm gonna play next week. It's yeah. like how do you how do you not align on the same page? And that's just who Kevin has been as a head coach throughout his entire time here. There's been a ton of confusion under him. It was the same thing with Baker. We did this same exact show two years ago. You could probably go find it, and we were saying yeah. the same exact things then. So they they got to figure that out, Gab, for my confidence level yeah. to be anywhere on the right half of five. Right now, my confidence is a five because if you don't have a quarterback, you don't have anything in this league. You've been able to get a couple wins that is great you have a couple nfc opponents coming up which is also great these games don't matter as much uh you know seattle arizona but then look at the next two pittsburgh baltimore that's your season right there and if you can't figure out this quarterback thing in these next four games you're toast i'm at a six i'll say a I'll say a seven on this one. That's pretty high for me in the Cleveland Browns, to be honest with you. I know what these Browns are as they are right now. You've got fantastic defense, and you've got timely offense. That's it. They're like a baseball team, right? They've got to hit a home run every once in a while because that's about all you're going to get unless you have Deshaun Watson out there consistently moving the ball. And without Chubb out there, I know Ford broke off the big one, and that's what I'm saying. This is basically just a home run and try and have the defense win it for you on that side of the ball at this point. And thank God we've had such great success out of the special teams game with D-Hop because those pieces all have to be in concert for the Cleveland Browns to continue to win. Right now it's working. Those are two games we wouldn't have won before. I know we needed some outside help. I know all this noise on the outside with Deshaun Watson, with Kevin Stefanski, can be pushed to the outside because we're winning. And, and don't get me wrong. That's the reason it's on the back burner yep. right now. Otherwise, it'd be on the front. If we lose both of those games, and we're just a missed field goal and a ref's call away from that, but if we lose both of those games, it's a completely different conversation, but we're not having that conversation. That's why I give you a seven on the Cleveland Browns. Who would you hope to see at quarterback? Let's say Deshaun is healthy. I hope Blank is the Browns' starting QB this week in Seattle. Well, if Deshaun's healthy, I want him out there. I mean, $230 million guy, I'm going to want Deshaun to be our starting quarterback. If he's not 100% or we're going to see that form of Deshaun Watson we saw there where he's throwing picks and he didn't look very you know, interested in moving the ball at all. I mean, he looked for kind of disinterested on the field. Uh, to me, I don't want that version of him. If he's not 100%, and that's mentally, that's physically, that's everything, then you know we're going to have to go with P.J. Walker. So, And I guess that's the question that I need answered before I could give an answer to that. Was he not 100% going into yesterday? Because Mary Kay Cabot said that they're not going to hold any punches with the guy. He's cleared he's going to go. Well, surely enough, they didn't pull any punches. He threw the ball five times, and two of them were picks. They were taking their shots. So was he not 100%, or did he just stink? That's the conversation that know. really needs to be had. That's and if he just bad. If he's, if he's hurt, then sit him. But if he just stunk, then you got to play him and figure this out. I get why Kevin doesn't want to, because Kevin could know, well, if this guy blows... That's it for me. Who are they going to get rid of? The guy that's getting paid $230 million or the guy that has one year left on his right. deal? Yes. So th those are the things that need to be answered, and, and really we don't have the answer as to... Do you, do you kick the tires on Jacoby Brissett? 
I do, yeah. On that and, trade with and Washington. And I mean, we we thought they wouldn't swallow their pride. I'll say it again with the Cade York thing and bring in a bring in a guy, and they did. We thought when Chubb got down, Kareem Hunt makes perfect sense. They did. I think we're we're at that point, and especially if this shoulder thing isn't going to go away, which is showing no signs of stopping. He fell right on it when he threw that second pick right. on Sunday. I call on Jacoby, sure. Yeah. I don't know if Washington does though. That Sam Howell has taken 40 sacks through seven games. The NFL record is like 70-something. He's going to crush that number. That dude's getting killed. So they might need Jacoby out there in Washington. <laughs> All right, since we have those question marks at quarterback, who needs to step up for the Browns on offense? Oh, boy, I'd like to see the offensive line as a unit come together better, um, to be honest with you. There are times where – you know, with with a quarterback, the, the situation like we've got right now, you've got to be able to count on those guys up front. And I know that they've been able to bust open some holes at times. I'd like to see more consistency in the running game so you could take the heat off the quarterback position. Whether it's Watson, whether it's Walker, it doesn't matter to me. I think the offensive line has got to pull more weight. I agree. Yeah, I agree with that completely. And if I, if I can't say the – could I say Deshaun – is the guy that I, I need to see more of. And it's really not – it it's a selfish reason, right? Because this is your $230 million quarterback. This was the guy that you moved off of Baker Mayfield from. Baker could be 4-2 and two with the Browns right now, and it wouldn't have cost you $230 million guaranteed. Do you guaranteed. think that the fact Dish that it's guaranteed it gives him the wiggle room to be like, you know what, I'm not going to play? Or even worse, mm. is he sticking it to anybody behind the scenes? No, I don't think so. I, I really don't. I don't think there's a conspiracy theories. I don't think I there's a conspiracy at play. I really do think that he's hurt. Um, and I don't think he he has been hurt in his career before. So I, like like this, you know, it's it's either that he's out because he's he's had that a couple times. But this is just pain management. So I don't think he knows how to handle that. And that's fine. That's that's on him being a young I, I, dude. He I, is still young. I'll take exception with one thing. I think it's pain management, but it's also kind of the mental game of going back as an injured player. And a lot of players have talked about this. There's that mental hurdle you've got to overcome when you're not right and going back out there and being able to play a physical game like the NFL football game is. Uh, and I think that that's also got him because he doesn't look like, you know, that swashbuckling franchise quarterback we thought we were getting when he steps on the field. No, there's all. no confidence. I don't no. think the confidence, no confidence, the aura of confidence is absent. Especially like think of, take the beginning of that game on Sunday. Gardner Minshew looked like the $230 million yeah. quarterback. He was poised. He was calm. He was doing this Steph Curry shimmy in the end zone. And Deshaun looked like, like just read body language, like a yeah. like a shell of himself, like a Robotic. ghost. Walking around with his head down. You know, but he was in the tent. Then they came out. Then he went back in the tent. I've never seen that happen before. Like, I, I definitely think there are some mental things at play. And, and they have to figure that out, whether it's this year, whether it's moving forward. Because, the, guys... He's not going anywhere. Right. Yeah. We've got to take a break. More Browns and bets coming up after this. Welcome back to the Big Play Reflog Show, giving our full breakdown analysis of where we think the Browns are headed, especially after where we've been. Um, one more thing. Where do you, what do you think the Browns' record on Thanksgiving Day will be? We sit down Ooh. and eat that turkey. 
by that point. We've got at Seattle, yep. then, then at home versus Arizona, then at we're away playing the Ravens, and then back at home for Pittsburgh. Too divisional. I tell you what, am I being too optimistic? I think we could go three and one. Three and one. Okay. I, I know that's really optimistic, and that's really shooting for the moon. That puts us at seven and three. As I sit down and I eat some stuffing and eat my turkey, uh, I would feel really, really good about it. I, I think that that's insanely optimistic, but why not? We've got a defense that's playing kind of otherworldly. We're going to talk about Seattle a little bit here in a minute, but they're kind of a middle-of-the-road um, team, both offensively and defensively. Arizona doesn't scare me. And then you got Baltimore and Pittsburgh. You've got to be able to win at least one of those. I could see us potentially winning both. I know Baltimore and Baltimore is going to be very difficult to do. Pittsburgh's always tough, but by that time, maybe we have Deshaun back. Things have kind of come together, and things are looking up for the Browns. So I'm going to go optimistic on this one, Nick. All righty. I'm going to go – I'm optimistic too, but I'm going to – I'm going to stay two and two. Just go okay. two and two over these next four. And I'd take that. I don't care how you get there. Right. Because then you're still sitting at six and four. And I think then you're still feeling really good as a six and four ball club when you peek ahead. Then you got Denver. You got the Rams, who just lost another game against the Pittsburgh Steelers this past week. You got uh, the Texans in there. You got Chicago. Those are all winnable games. So find a way over these next four weeks to come out of this thing at 6-4, and four, and I think we'll be uh, feeling really, really good about where the Browns are at. I don't know how you get there. I don't know if it's Deshaun. I don't know if it's PJ. I don't know if it's bringing Jacoby back. I don't know if it's Kirk Cousins. I was ready to play Miles Garrett at quarterback. It was his game yesterday. I was yesterday. ready for it, too. At the <laughs> very end, at the very end, I was like, somebody, he's done everything this whole game. Somebody put this dude in at the last Let minute. If the anyone's going to score this touchdown or whatever, either throw the ball or run it in, it's going to be Miles Garrett. <laughs> Yeah, I could see him just leaping over the line or something. Um, I don't know. Speaking my, of bets, my Miles Garrett defensive player of the year bet is pacing. Looking good. Oh, we'll knock on the wood now. How much but did you pacing. put down on that? I put $16 on it. He had 16 sacks last year. Oh, so okay. I was like, he'll he'll be able to have more than 16. So that was the reason why. And I think it pays like 160 something. I don't know. I like that. I love it. Um, yeah. And his season is right here. Halloween, baby. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, should start seeing tweets about the decor at his house. And <laughs> yeah. How, yeah. how many more tombstones have been put up time. with quarterbacks? Yeah, you know the, 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 the creeps are out there that'll be driving by his house, yeah. taking photos of his front lawn. So, reflog, get out of here. <laughs> what do we need to look ahead to with the with the Seahawks here? I, I think the biggest thing, Gab, is we're going to play the game again on Wednesday. It's going to come up to, is Deshaun going to practice? Yeah. Is he going to speak with the media? Kevin yeah. said that he's going to be the quarter, the starting quarterback against Seattle. So this whole dynamic is so weird, you guys. I, I just got to say, it's just, just so weird. I think like unless he gets hurt or like he wakes up today and it's even more sore, which is possible, you know, with from what I understand with rotator cuff injuries, I've yep. never had one myself, that that boy could be barking at him today, especially the way that he fell on it. So I think we have to see how the week goes and see what Wednesday brings. But the recipe for this team is out there, and it's continuing to play good defense. You're going to have to take that with you again on the road. It's got to be better than what it was against the Colts. You can't let Geno Smith drop a 40-burger on your head. I don't. It was a weird game from that defense yeah. as a collective unit, and they got to be better. And I think they know that. I, I like that Newsom and Thornhill both tweeted, you know, we'll take a win, but boy, was, was that ugly. ugly. Yeah. You know, they acknowledged yeah. it. And it'll be interesting to see on the Seattle side of the ledger, you know, have you seen any updates on DK Metcalf? 
You know, yeah. I, he was out last week. You know, you got Jackson Smith and Jigba from the Ohio State. Boom over here nodding along. OHIO had, I believe, his first touchdown this past weekend. He did. That was awesome. So, Wide open, separating per usual. Dynamite drop in over there, Boom. Uh, so, you know, he's going to be up there at the top along with Tyler Lockett should be out there, and Bobo is who they're going to be relying on. And, of course, the emergence of Kenneth Walker in that running game mm-hmm. that this defense is going to have to stop. And it'll be an interesting test because whenever you're going out to Seattle, that's a tough place to play. You know, it's not exactly the Legion of Doom like it used to be back in the day, but still, that is a tough, tough environment out there in the Pacific Northwest. And it's a big cross-country trip, too. And, and I do think that emergence of Kenneth Walker is a big one to watch throughout the week i'm starting to understand that that could be the antidote to defeating this joe this uh jim schwartz defense is running it up the middle the colts did that a lot yesterday with zach moss and jonathan taylor i think uh seattle is gonna try to do that a lot with kenneth walker really get the ground game going especially with geno smith who's kind of a been a journeyman guy playing really good football Played right now good good last year kind of not as good it's right there don't acceptable. let him heat up don't yeah. let him heat up is is all i'm saying we've we've seen games like that before where a geno smith could tear up the browns we saw it with gardner Minshew this past weekend yeah. so don't let that happen well, again. nick you know what you have to do you have to make the trip now Wow. How, how, how many charge-ups would you need on the Tesla to get all the way out to no. Seattle from Cleveland, Ohio? I would have to, had to left yesterday from Indiana <laughs> and just started heading in that direction. But that's why we do this show live at Burke Lake Front Airport. Give me on a give me on a flight and I'll I'll head out there. Yeah, I know. Just take one of those jets. You got this. We can't afford to I have you not gonna, present now w- at away games. One of these little uh, prop planes or whatever that we got out here. I, I, I think that would even take me a long time to get to Seattle. I think it would probably take me two hours just to get in, to Cincy in one of those. Well, I'm inspired since you made the road trip. I actually have a ton of FOMO that you did that, and I'm count me in for the next one you it, do. It was fun. Yeah, I, I definitely want to do more in the future. It was cool, too, having like Typico kind of be like a big part of it the whole way and yeah. i knew because i knew like if this thing hits like i'm gonna venmo people money so like people were kind of following along with it and yeah it was fun is it easy to find browns fans uh everywhere everywhere like the yeah. like there were here we go brownies chants in the bars saturday night yeah. like it was it was really cool and you're just adopted in you like do you go and socialize um I'm you no. know me. I'm a I'm He's a kind not, of a I'm a you're a social. I'm a cold open. Like I'll you're just, cold we'll open. go around, you know, and I'll just go up to him. But I wasn't sure what your vibe was. If no. you found your people as you went along. I mean, well, like I, it was cool because I was meeting up with people everywhere. Like had I been solo, maybe you know I would have like yeah. you know go brown it a little bit harder with some people. But I was with a group once I got. I was like adopted right into. Kind of an yeah. existing group, I guess, once I got there, Browns fans. But they were everywhere. They were not hard to find in Indy. We took over. All right. Back to the first leg of your trip, though, with the Buckeyes. I had one more fill in the blank that was on my list that we didn't, I don't think we touched on. This is the best Buckeye defense since blank. Oh, you tell me. I don't know. I'd since... say since Tress. Wow. Now, 2002. I, I tell you what, and, and just look at the roster we had back then. Bobby Carpenter, a big play. Okay. 
Dustin Fox, Chris Gamble, C. Grant, A.J. Hawk, Will Smith, Matt wow. Wilhelm, Kenny Peterson, Boom over here. He's just nodding along. <laughs> that defense was something. That was the Silver Bullets were founded back in 1996. They were the epitome of the Silver Bullets, and it feels like Silver Bullets is back in Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, it really does. And if something just changes for JT Tumuli Oyao, however you say his well last said. name. Well against, said, well said. Against Penn State, he sees those Nittany Lion uniforms and he turns into a different beast uh and, and the defense as a whole is playing really well i like eichenberg you know is just consistently crashes up into that box and makes plays they are a lot of fun chris it's going to be an exciting run i can't wait to see what happens with the playoffs when the playoff ranking comes out because i know this buckeye team is going to be at the top as we talked about and i'd put them up against anybody anytime you yeah. got a defense similar story to the cleveland browns right anytime you have a defense you've got a chance that's why i have confidence of seven with the cleveland browns and that's pretty high for me i have confidence way uh, higher than that of course on the Buckeyes I think that the ceiling is very high on this team and it's all going to come down to the offense at the end of the day and the quarterback play to see if we can get yeah. more consistency out of that because that's ultimately what we're going to need to do when we're playing the big boys down in the playoffs similar story out of all of our football teams yeah. guys what do you guys say that we step aside and we, and we try to look forward to next week and win some more bets yeah I'm gonna have to be betting on OSU all right, all right, cool. We'll we'll talk more about those OSU Buckeyes straight ahead. Don't go anywhere. Welcome on back into the Reflog Show right here on Big Play. Our Big Play bets this week and every week are always presented to you by our friends over at Typico Sportsbook. You hear us talking about them on the show every week. Um truly the best sports book out there you got to download it though to hear what we're talking about go to the app store the play store download typico when you do use that promo code reflog 150 you're going to get all sorts of bet credits on us but really what you got to check out is the big play boosts we're highlighting these markets every week you hear us talking browns on the show buckeyes we're going to have some calves coming up in the very near future and we're boosting odds on all of your favorite cleveland sports teams your athletes typico truly will give you the best odds of any book out there on our cleveland sports ohio sports teams players you name it you got to go download it go do it now and check out our big play boosts gabber will get into ohio state let's build a big play boost for browns at seahawks this line opened at plus two and a half what are we thinking here well i'd like to go on the defensive side of the ball ball and go miles garrett getting another sack i like it yeah i miles always like garrett. when we can incorporate some defense into this and then uh you know we've done the njoku bet a few weeks in a row we just talked about him kind of dropping the ball how about a njoku touchdown i think he's due he's like due that. and he's he's progressing so well from these burns honestly like yeah. an, another great day receiving this past Sunday 54 yards through the area at 40 last week he is starting to turn it on as a pass catcher now it's just finally breaking one loose and catching one in is, the this the yeah. is this the I week is this the week we finally bet one. on him and he hits it all right yeah. so should we just go he that was too close go to simple past. I like those, those two le two legs a Miles Garrett sack and a Njoku anytime touchdown okay no but money line because it's a little risky or what? It's a little risky. It's all the way out west and I feel like when we do money What's line the, we put yeah. the yeah. put the you know 
jinx on. So let's stay away. Let's do Thursday Night Football. Guys, this is going to be a fun game. And you know it's one that's going to be talked about here locally a lot as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and our old guy Baker Mayfield is going to travel to Buffalo as they're going to look to get right after that embarrassing loss on Sunday to the Patriots. Tampa Bay opened as a seven and a half point dog. I think Buffalo bounces back yeah. in big fashion against the Bucs, and I think they cover the seven. I don't and a half. think Josh Allen is okay with what transpired against uh, the Patriots. So I, gotta, I, I would, I would expect a bounce back here. They need to turn Josh Allen loose a little bit. He is, he is not the same quarterback that I've been accustomed to watching. He doesn't look like he's enjoying the games as much either. No, so, turn him, turn so him loose, and he'll be better. That's so true. And that's on Ken Dorsey. And there's a lot of heat on. Former Browns star, Ken Dorsey, quarterback, uh, and now offensive coordinator at Buffalo. He's in charge of making that offense go, and I think he gets it turned around. So look for Buffalo to bounce back in a big way. All righty, and then let's wrap with the Buckeyes. They're 14-point favorites on the road at Wisconsin. We know they'll be jumping around. The over-under is 44. Let's build a Buckeyes same-game parlay. There was a lot of chatter in Columbus uh, you know, about this one. Potentially being a trap game, playing at Camp Randall at night. I don't think so. Buckeyes roll. Give me Ohio State minus fourteen. I like that too. I think you. You ever since the Lou Holtz call out, I think we've been riding a wave of momentum. I think Ryan Day's got the players bought into this Ohio versus the world mentality, and I think that continues even up in Camp Randall. I like them to cover against Wisconsin. Alrighty, last one before we get you guys out of here: the Cavs at Nets. Cavs Open winning up. the opener. Let's go. Let's go, Cavs. Let's go, Cavs. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Reflog Show. Download Tipico now, and we will see you next week. Peace.